Welcome to Do It For The Gram and Enneagram podcast, where we do it for the Enneagram, not Instagram. We make moves to improve our lives and our communities. Today, we continue our episodes on growth work, and we're working with the, the Enneagram 4 this week. So if this episode does not challenge you internally, um, then maybe you might not be a 4 and or you've done a lot of growth work yourself, but nevertheless... This is a growth process, so we will not create any pressure for ourselves. We're going to relax and let it flow. Let's go intro music. today is going to come from Ginger's book, The Art of Typing. And so we're going to start this off a little bit different when we talk about the types. And so with the Enneagram 4, we're going to talk about a general type description and we're going to talk about their attention and focus. Um, their attention and focus is usually lies on um, what's beautiful, unique, left out, disapproval, rejection, and abandonment. So it's really interesting what they notice. They can really notice not only the beauty in things, but more of the extreme beauty and the extreme disapproval or ability of something that's left out or a person that's left out. They can really see those when they enter a room, unlike many people can pick up on. The false identity of the Enneagram 4 is a false deficiency. And so the false identity is um, something that each type takes on personally and it's a part that they contribute to themselves or attribute to themselves uh, naturally, but it's it's false. It's not helping them to get where they need to go, and it's just not true. But somehow within the ego, it believes that to be true, and that's why it manifests in a lot of ways it does. So fours have what's called false deficiency. So they believe that there is something missing. They feel like um, something about them is very odd or not able to be understood or not able to um, be comprehended by other people and that they don't fit in usually because there's something missing that other people just seem to have. And so false deficiency is the biggest thing that um, fours usually have to deal with and understand that everything that they actually need is not going to come from outside of them, but it's actually going to come from within them. Worldview. The worldview for the Enneagram 4 is there's a profound despair that comes from our lack of deep connection. I must reestablish this. And so fours are generally looking for an extremely deep, extremely deep connectivity with people, with life, with nature, um, but especially with people. Uh, and themselves. And so their worldview is that 
there's a lot of lack of deep connection in this world and they feel like they must be the one to reestablish this. And so the upside to this is that they want to be super authentic, super transparent. I think transparent um, and authentic are really good words to describe what they really want. And I think the transparency more because they want uh, uh, like an honest vulnerability, not just um, to say what I believe to necessarily be true about this situation, like maybe an eight would like to do. But theirs is they want to see the real, the raw, um, and the completely vulnerable, honest part of people. Because for them, it feels like a deeper connection and it helps them to connect uh, more with people because they see that other people also have um, wonderful things and flaws as well. And um, the downside to this, though, is that sometimes fours can get stuck in looking for a deep connection in everything and feeling that all connections are not authentic if because they don't measure up to the relational deepness that they think it should. But in reality, authenticity is very interesting. It's not always exactly what one person believes it to be, and it could be different for another person and another set of relationships. And so that doesn't make you the person who has to make sure there's deep connection and cause an issue with everything going on as if a connection, um, a deep connection needs to be made by you. Does your workplace stink because the culture sucks? Are you tired of tolerating people and wish you could all work together cohesively? Does the mere idea of going into work give you anxiety? If you say yes to any one of these, you should probably quit your job. But since you're not going to quit your job, you should contact Kaizen Careers. At Kaizen Careers, we are all about improving workplace performance. We use a unique tool called the Enneagram. The Enneagram helps individuals and organizations become more self-aware. That self-awareness lends into helping organizations with communication, conflict management, and leadership development, ultimately turning self-awareness into self-mastery and creating healthy workplace cultures so you can improve your services and bottom lines. Contact Kaizen Careers at K-A-I-Z-E-N-C-A-R-E-E-R-S.com or Milton at KaizenCareers.com or give us a call at 901 334 1644. Ego ideal. So the ego ideal is um, the idealized version of what the ego believes itself to be and portrays itself um, to itself, to the person, and outward towards others. And the ego ideal for the Enneagram 4 is the original person, always creative and authentic, never ordinary or boring. And so this is cool in one sense because fours are usually very unique people. Um, they're very creative people. Uh, they're very thoughtful people in the sense that they can find ways to see beauty and see things that are rare um, and be really present and savor moments like few other types can a lot of times. And so part of that is the original, like I'm the original person. I am different. I'm distinct, um, but I'm also authentic. And so like I said before, the the upside is definitely that they bring such a magnificent um, difference to circumstances, to situations, to clothing, to the way that they carry themselves and everything. It's really cool. But at the same time, it distances them from 
the very people that they want to have that deep connection with. And so the ego idea has the ability to do that. It not only makes them look distinct and different, but it also a lot of times alienates fours as well, which is such a tricky balance. And especially that's why the ego, we have to work on making sure the ego does not control us because it's doing the opposite of what we really want and or need a lot of times. All right, the unmet longing for the Enneagram 4 is to live a deep, purposeful, and emotionally balanced life. And so, 4's emotions are extremely deep like a whale. Not W-H-A-L-E, but a W-E-L-L. Like, it's, it's very deep like a whale that has, like, amazing water in it. But it's very deep in order to really get it. You really got to send that bucket really low. Or however else you use a whale. I'm not extremely sure. But <clears throat> the one thing is that they want um, to have a balance. They Forward sometimes, like I said, their emotions can be so deep and vast. But you want to be balanced. And a lot of times those emotions are not balanced with the spectrum of like happier and joyful emotions all the time. It's more of a melancholy a lot of times. That's not all of them. There's a subtype which is more of a... Uh, um, what you call a, a sunny four in a sense where things aren't just so melodramatic all the time and so despair and <clears throat> can see the beauty in things that aren't so like happy and great and positive but they see a beauty in it as well but it's having that balance and understanding that everything doesn't have to be so deep so stark when it comes to emotional um, but it can actually be light and still have a rich meaning to it as well and still be deep. And so what the four wants too is to be very purposeful. They want in their lives to have um, created something or to connect it in a way that actually draws and creates purpose for not only themselves, but those around them that they love. And so it's very important for them to actually get to that point. But the ego is a part of what's keeping them back from actually getting there. The emotional mood swings that, that can come with the four, because that is something that... Um, they have to deal with sometimes and they can struggle with. Um, and sometimes when they make themselves so obscure and so different from people, they disconnect that deep connection that they want and they never truly get there if they're not careful with the people that they really love. Thirst and avoidance. Enneagram 4's thirst for a deep feelings and connection with others. This has been mentioned before. And so this is the thirst. This is even if you had something to drink, if they could drink deep feelings and connections with others, they would. And so making sure that you are watching for a balance in your relationships and the connections that you have and that it's about unconditionally connecting with people where they are as well and not trying to pull them into a really deep place because you feel like they're not giving you everything authentic that you feel they should. You have to be you have to be aware of that because that can actually hurt a lot of your relationship. Also, Enneagram fours avoid rejection and feeling not good enough. And so this goes back to the thirst. And so when you're thirsty for something, if you become a glutton or you try to get that too much, you end up getting the opposite, which is something that they avoid. So you end up getting rejection and feeling like you're not good enough. Because you've reached so hard and your ego has tried so hard to reach and create these extremely deep connections and pull them out of people 
that either people are not ready for and or the person just doesn't have that depth to them necessarily. And trying to pull that from that person usually can lead to rejection and pushing that person away. And it automatically, because fours feel that there's false deficiency, as we said before, now you don't feel like you're good enough. Now you feel like there's something missing. And so this is where you have to really be aware, fours, of your ego when it starts to well up and draw and come really strong and those emotions come um, extremely powerful. You really have to be careful and become aware of that and take some deep breaths, become present and take a step back maybe until you can get those emotions reined in um, and just be able to become and be able to understand that those emotions do not control you. They are a part of you. They are happening. You don't have to fight against them. You don't want to fight within your body. But being able to relax and look at those emotions well up like, wow, this ego thing in me is really strong right now. And just look at it from a distance and not allow it to control you in the actions that you make towards the people that you care about and love. The thought pattern. This is a fixation. Um of the Enneagram 4. It's melancholy, and that is continuously thinking about what is missing, accompanied with thoughts of being disconnected from others. And so, in the brain, a lot of times, fours, like in relationships, they're always looking for are we disconnected? If something's disconnected them from a person they, from a person they perceive or <laughs> are friends with, they internally, it's, a t- it's like an internal tightness that grabs onto their emotions and it's like, okay, I feel like I need to do something to um, make sure that this relationship is still okay, still healthy, still good. And so this is something to watch for because it doesn't always mean in that relationship that someone is disconnected from you. It just may be they made a certain choice, but you have to be careful. That ability, that thought pattern of constantly thinking of melancholy, like maybe something's missing um, or I'm being disconnected. It leads into other actions. And so realizing that you have what you need and sometimes just asking a simple question and backing away from a situation instead of pondering on it over and over again. Am I disconnected? Did I do something wrong? Um, Could really help to kind of help settle that thought pattern. But you have to remember and um, be aware when it when it starts to happen, when you start to get in that rhythm of melancholy. It's starting to track back and say, okay, what is really going on inside of me? And why am I thinking like this? You know, and so that you can hopefully get yourself out of this fixation so it doesn't control you to make another action that comes straight from the ego and not actual decision that you have thought of um, and actually chose to do. The emotional pattern, which is the vice or the passion of the Enneagram 4, is envy. Consciously or unconsciously, comparing self to others with accompanying feelings of deficiency, superiority, or both. So envy is so tricky with the four in the sense that it's not always that fours, um, and this is the usual definition we use because the, the, the false self is a false deficiency that they believe in. But sometimes that envy can come across as superiority. I am distinct. I am amazing. I am wonderful. And so therefore, I am better than these normal average people around me. So it can come off as that as well, but it also can come off as a deficiency. Like, wow, they have this, they got this relationship. I can't believe it. Their lives just must be great. I look on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter and everything seems to be going so well for them, which is never, ever true. 
people rarely put their dirty laundry on all these social media sites. They put the good things. You know, it's like, oh, this is a great picture, but it doesn't say the words of what's really going on. It doesn't tell the backstory and it doesn't show what's not being seen when the camera is not recording. And so envy is a deep emotional pattern that happens with fours because they're always almost in a um, comparison mode of I'm not where I need to be or that person is where I would like to be instead of understanding that. Everything that they need does come from inside and you where are and you are where you should be and you can get even further and better once you learn to love yourself more and more. And so that is something that fours definitely be aware of that envy is tricky. Hopefully you have found some value in this podcast episode. You can help to keep this podcast going by supporting us on patreon.com. Patreon.com is a site where you can support content providers. Podcasts are free to listeners, but not free for creators. It actually costs money and definitely time to produce consistent and weekly podcasts. I podcast because I want to reach people and change our community through the Enneagram. If you want to help in that by supporting me, you can go to patreon.com forward slash do it for the gram. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash do it for the gram. All right, so the path to integration for the Enneagram 4. So this is going to be how does the 4, the emotions, we all know the, the emotions of the 4 are very strong, they're very passionate, um, and uh, they are kind of ever-present with a 4. They, they can feel the emotions going on in different places, and they can see the relational um, tendencies or connections between people. They're really good at that, by the way. So one of the, the ideas for the path integration to get the body and the head integrated into a four is allow your uniqueness to be the key to your connection. And what that means is that don't just move away from people and become distant because and don't, don't allow your ego to make you distant from people and pull you away, but allow it to connect you with people. Allow that beautiful creativity, that genuine nature of you to actually connect you with people. Bring all of that to groups of people and things you're interested in, and you will actually find a lot of that connection that you need. You'll be able to move into it because fours are, for the most part, doing repressed and so it's uh they they move away from situations when they don't feel comfortable when something doesn't align right when they can't get their way or when they're trying to get their way sometimes and they can't do it in a natural way they will withdraw or pull themselves away but instead of allowing your ego to do that actually push in and allow that uniqueness and that beautiful ability for you to want deep connection and see beauty in the world to connect you with people and so that's going to be basically moving your creativity and sharing it with the world finding people in groups that share those same things that you love and like because they're out there it's somebody for everybody i'm telling you and there's groups for everybody but you do have to seek and find them and so when you do that's going to definitely bring some integration to your life to where you're not only just a a big ball of wonderful beautiful feelings but now you've integrated your body into doing things and you integrated your mind because now you're making connection with people the path to growth the path to growth is going to be build your fantasy in the real world and that requires adjustment and so 
Fours are amazing at actually fantasizing and they have um, grand designs and grand thoughts and um, um, sometimes delusions of grandeur. But the, the fantasy that they have in their head, which is usually a really, really beautiful one because it's elaborate and it's deep uh, and it has like a lot of details with the creativity of how it all works and flows together, which is amazing to no end. But make sure you build that in the real world, because when you build that in the real world, you're going to be able to grow because you're going to have to adjust things to the real world. There's going to be things that cannot fully, fully connect to your fantasy. But in the real world, when you connect them, there's ability to get some of what you're looking for instead of it staying just in your head. Now it's coming out, and once again, that's actually helping you grow because now it's moving you. It's moving you towards something that you really want deep down inside or in your brain, and it's moving you towards that in a real way and not just living inside of the fantasy inside of your head, but it's going to be making it a real thing in the real world. All right, practical ways to get better. Um, number one, I say this on every single growth work episode, get an Enneagram coach. I have one myself. It is super important to have someone be able to look at what you're saying and understand where you're coming from with your ego to be able to address some of the things that you say. Also, yes, um, if you want a therapist and a counselor and everything, I do not disagree with them at all. But I would say definitely get an Enneagram coach because they are going to be able to see through when you're not being your best self or when you are given an answer that doesn't really help you because of your certain type. You know, some things are good for certain types and some things aren't when you're trying to grow or when you're even in counseling or coaching. But I would definitely say get an Enneagram coach because it will be pivotal for you to actually grow and become better. Next, I would say share your creativity with others. Find a way to connect your creativity outside of yourself. So, Forrest, if you're able to, whatever you do that's creative, even if it's not and when I say creative, I think a lot of times we think of art and nature and uh, these beautiful things and paintings and um, creating these things. Sometimes the creativity, you could be a person who does um, coding, but the way that you do coding is different from everybody else. And so whatever that unique different thing is that you do, share that with other people because that's going to actually bring in that connection that you long for and that you love. And it's going, to, it's going to use not only utilize your talents and your gifts and your creativity and your ability to be different and unique and distinct, but it's also going to be able to give you the connection that you've been looking for. And so doing that, sharing your creativity with others is going to be very powerful uh, as a practical way for um, forwards to become better and to grow. <clears throat> Another practical way, count your blessings. Gratitude journaling. So there's a there's a scholar at um, my school that I work at, and he has um, he's had a lot of things happen to him at birth, um, which go from a, a stroke to not being able to use part of his um, his body to all these different ailments and um, blood issues and everything. And I heard all these things before I ever met him, and I just like my heart was just. It just like sank because I was like at birth, you had a heart attack and you had a stroke and um, you, you like have like different blood diseases and you can have seizures and everything just out of anywhere. And that just messed my heart up to know that like, you know, 
a baby is going through something like that, you know, in this world. And so what really got me, though, was the fact that when I met him, he was like the most amazing child I've ever met. Extremely happy. Uh, it was like nothing and nothing is like totally wrong or different has happened. And so that made me like feel so grateful of the things that I have that I take for granted. And I say that for the forwards because a lot of times with the false deficiency thought, when you actually start to count your blessings and the great things and be grateful for the amazing things that you have in your life, you will be surprised at just how much and how many great things and wonderful things that we have to be grateful for. And so making sure you keep a gratitude journal, this is huge for the Enneagram 4, super huge. Like if you don't take nothing away from this whole episode, which I hope you did take more away, but gratitude journaling, it is going to change your life if you don't do it as Enneagram 4. I promise you it will. All right, one question to ask yourself. What ordinary things, tasks did I get done today? And so for the Enneagram 4, one thing is sometimes difficult for 4s is to do regular stuff because they like to do everything a little bit different, a little bit odd, a little bit, you know, weird, unique, different, distinct, whatever you want to say. But one of the things is it's really hard sometimes for 4s to do regular stuff like, oh my gosh, I got to clean this up. This is ridiculous. Or, oh my goodness, I got to pay these bills. I'm so tired of paying these bills. But it's just like the routine of doing something super normal. And so for the Enneagram 4, I would task you to ask yourself daily, what ordinary things, tasks did I get done today? Because you've got to focus on getting some of those done because sometimes they hinder you from getting to the magnificent, creative, amazing things that you want to create in this world. So you got to ask yourself that daily and try to do that. And also one tip for that is also, even if it's uniquely paying your bill or finding a cool, creative way of cleaning like certain things in your house or whatever, whatever that is, that, that can actually help to accomplish some of those menial, ordinary, original, annoying tasks that we have to do uh, all the time, unfortunately. <clears throat> All right, so that's all I have for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and share. That is rate, which helps others find out about the show. Subscribe so you can get the latest and greatest episodes and share if you feel this information benefits someone you know. I Eventually, I'm going to have some um, T-shirts come out, and these T-shirts are going to have Do It For The Gram podcast on the front and on the back. Uh, it's going to say, I support. It's going to say, this T-shirt supports um, educational equity for uh, children and based off a group called Stand for Children, which I am an advocate for. I'm a volunteer for. And um, with that organization, I put in another episode, so this one is not too long. But what the, what the organization does is help to actually create the change for schools that is needed in different places. So it's a national company, but I work for, I volunteer with the one in Memphis. And part of what we've done is get more um, social emotional learning and restorative practices put in schools so that students are actually able to get the help that they need and not just suspended because people can't understand why they do what they're doing. So um, I'm a big proponent of that, and I have another episode to be very specific, but I will have some shirts coming out, and I'm gonna do is I want to do it as a fundraiser. Um, for Stanford Children in Memphis because uh, not only of the good work that Stanford Children is doing, but this is a part of like actually helping change my community um, and grow. So what I want to do 
is basically um, I want to set a bar at like $3,000 worth of people buying t-shirts and then I'm going to donate half of the proceeds to Stanford Children which will be $1,500 and if we get more then I donate more so if we get $4,000 I donate $2,000 to Stanford Children and that would be with your help which would be absolutely great so I will um, send that eventually um, so be looking forward to that and besides that if you need personal life coaching or career coaching um, using the Enneagram, you can do that through my organization, Kaizen Careers Coaching and Consulting, LLC. You can contact Kaizen at KaizenCareers.com, Milton at KaizenCareers.com, or 901-334-1644. And also, if you'd like to be a patron supporter, like Skylar Johnson, you can go to Patreon.com forward slash Do It For The Gram Podcast. The patron community has more access to exclusive content, merchandise, and input on the podcast. I am a seven, so I am very practical. And a lot of the things I do is not only to be um, educational, but to be practical as well. So I try to do a blend of both of them. And then also in other ways, just help the community out if you have like any questions or you need any direct contact with me. Last thing, if you go to doitforthegrandpodcast.com and subscribe, you will receive a free gift. It is a PDF of each number. You can also read some really good blog posts from different numbers. And there should be pretty soon an Enneagram 8 blog post coming that's going to be really good talking about the deep dips um, inside of the amazing, wonderful 8 that can be um, a lot of times misunderstood. Um, just like a lot of numbers, but definitely misunderstood in our society. So when you're in a situation um, and it is hard to overcome those extreme emotions that you may have as a four, and your ego is tripping up like, hey, this connection is messed up, or you're missing something, you feel depleted, or you don't feel like you're enough, stop, take a step back, breathe, become present, and make another choice. And do it for the gram. The Enneagram, of course. I'll see you next episode. Bye.